And we are back. And we just finished watching Nando Fodor and the Talking Mongoose from 2023, rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour and 36 minutes. This is tagged as a comedy horror. And according to IMDb, when famed paranormal psychologist Dr. Nando Fodor investigates a family's claim of a talking animal, he uncovers a mysterious web of hidden motives soon everyone becomes a suspect in his relentless pursuit of the truth. Uh, I guess that's one way of... That's a very exciting way of describing what happened in this movie. Maybe uh, whoever wrote that blurb should have wrote the script to this film. (laughs) I... (laughs) Oh my God. Did we watch a different version of this film it says rated pg-13 for some strong language smoking throughout and brief partial nudity what partial nudity the old man's buttocks oh i completely forgot about that buttocks because i felt like getting fancy (laughs) wiener and his butt was out at the same time we 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 didn't get we didn't get to see his wiener Didn't get to see old man wiener. No. Sorry to dis- sorry to disappoint you people, but no, there's no old man wiener in this movie. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> oh my goodness! He was peeing on private ground. He's peeing in a, he's, uh, a church, like ground. in a church cemetery too. Was that the church oh. from Men? <laughs> I thought that. It might be. It might have been. Bro probably peeing on someone's grave. Boy, that whatever they whatever's going on on that island does not produce good movies. <laughs> I liked Ben. You don't oh, know what you're talking about. God. And I kinda like this up until the end when it became like this whole esoteric conundrum. Yeah, I think this was supposed to be like some sort of very like I guess they were going for like some sort of very heady thought-provoking it was funny the way it was filmed yeah. reminded me sort of wes anderson but darker i didn't get any wes anderson vibes really no. i don't know but for me i felt like they were all in a cult like the whole time was a, a cult worshiping some imaginary thing or was he a i think as uh, the groundskeeper said jeff made them happy and it didn't matter if it was real or not it's a happiness cult it's just what makes you happy? I mean, look where they are. What, what else is there? Yeah. We, they had nothing. And this is like back in the, what, the 30s, 30s or something? 30s. Yeah, they're talking no, the 30s. They yeah. have nothing to do. There's no TV. There's no internet. They're, before, on the, they're on the Isle of Man. They're this not. Is the war, this is before World War II. Yeah. Right? They're, they're on the Isle of Man, which is like, there's nothing there. And all right. There's a talking mongoose in my barn, and he says weird things, and maybe some of it's, like, very personal to you, which creeps you out, and he says all this, like, bizarre cosmic horror stuff, too. (laughs) That was the only thing I found entertaining about the movie. Jeff, whenever Jeff spoke, I was intrigued. Yes. Because Jeff said some pretty... Weird, weird stuff. things. Yeah. I mean, just a cosmic demon. Yeah, he. I think he called himself a demon once, and it was very creepy. It was super creepy, which I guess is where they get the horror, 
label from, even though this is not a horror movie in the slightest bit. There's no blood. There's nothing scary. They're not going for scares or jump scares or anything. And they could have. They could have had like moments where I'm like, oh, what's that? Uh, There's something fuzzy against my leg. (laughs) They never do that. There's just some like sort of unsettling moments where Jeff says stuff. And then there was also that little scene between Minnie Driver and the daughter when she's trying to teach her ventriloquism. And you just hear like Jeff through the wall, but it's it's basically just saying it's her. It's the ventriloquist girl. Yeah, that was that that, that, that that may have been a little creepy. So I wanted to like this more because I oh. like a lot of the people in it. I did too. I haven't seen Christopher Lloyd in like forever. So it was nice to see him in something. He was in uh, the great Piranha movies. Was he? Oh, that's Piranha Three Double D. He was the crazy scientist in the Piranha movies. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The guy that that. kept putting piranhas in pools. Well, I mean, it's been a while since one of those movies released. No, so yeah, it's been a while since. I'm sure he's been in other stuff since Piranha Three Double (laughs) D. Does he get a residual check for Rick and Morty? Because basically, Rick is based off him. No. It's different enough where it's not it's not Christopher Lloyd. Fair enough. I wanted to like this more. I think it was interesting up to a point. And I think that I found the scene in the... I'm going to spoil this. I don't give a shit. I found the scene in the jail kind of interesting. Yeah. Because Jeff's saying all this crazy stuff. And then the whole Nandor gets his arm kind of... Scratched. Scratched. So I, I found that part interesting. But then... I don't know. It was like they didn't know how to end this. I mean, it's not a long movie, so... I guess there was some sort of moral about leaving your mark or something. I don't know. I'm sure somebody... People could watch this and philosophize about it, I guess. There's there's enough there where people could just be like, all right, this is mean. This is a metaphor for this. And Oh, I'm sure you could read and, anything and, into and this. This is sort of like a... A treatise on living your best life or some horseshit like that, but it did not make for an entertaining movie. I found the beginning slow, and then they and slow. then they finally got to the island, and I felt like it was going to pick up a little. And you actually hear Jeff, which was very. I like. I, I liked what Jeff had to say. It was. It was interesting. And he was voiced by Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman doing a creepy voice. That that was nice. I was ex- I I heard that he was doing the voice, and uh, to me, it's like, oh, Neil Gaiman's doing a voice. It's probably doing his own voice. He has a very unique sounding voice. But no, he was pushing it there. He was doing a little voice acting, and it was yeah. it was really good. Yeah, there should have been more Jeff. He's I mean, got Neil, a he's got a good creepy voice. Neil, as himself, does the voice of the narrator in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Was the narrator supposed to be Jeff? No, probably no, not. No, I think it was just supposed to be a narrator. But yeah, well, that was his normal voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this was. Eh. Yeah, and Simon Pegg was he like trying to be like Christopher Waltz or Christoph oh. Waltz? He sounded like he was the guy from Django. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was doing his best Christoph Waltz impression. I didn't see Django, so I can't comment. Well, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. He was the bad guy in one of those Bond movies. He was the bad guy in one of the Bond movies. He was he's been in all sorts of The crap. Nazi and Glorious Bastards, which you also didn't see. Because I'm not a fan of Tarantino. Yeah, I know. He's good. I like Christoph Waltz. I like Christoph Waltz, yeah. but I just, whatever. But he has a unique voice. Yes, he does. This right. sort of reminded me of See How They Run. Like, it was, a pr- it was beautifully shot. It was a very pretty movie. 
it was it was it was nicely shown. The costuming, yeah. the cinematography was pretty. The set pieces were really lovely. They really captured the feel of 1937 England in the small town. But the story was lacking, although from a quick Google search, I found out that this is actually based on true events. There was a family on the Isle of Man called the Irvings who claimed that they were visited by a creature. Yeah, I think I I remember hearing or seeing a story about this when I was a kid, like like in search of or... Or was it Ripley's Believe It or Not? I'm going to go around the table and get impressions. Gigi, what did you think of the film? All right, I'll come back to you. Olive G, what did you think of the film? This was you bad, yeah, okay? It, yeah, it was very lacking in rip into it. story ahead. and stuff. And overall, it was bad. Did and you find it boring? It was very boring. Did you, did you fall asleep at all? I... I was on the verge of falling asleep while I was eating the uh, chips, and like. Were you really? Were you? I I I got I, the impression I, I you tried. were super disappointed that I'm sorry, spoiler, but Jeff never shows up. I was actually absolutely very disappointed that Jeff never really showed up and started talking. Well, there was that scene where allegedly Jeff is in the box. You don't see Jeff. You don't see him, no. But you do see the fur of Jeff, but then the that fur... That would be bullcrap, But Mom. the fur of Jeff at the end is a different color. Yeah, I don't think the thing at the end was even a was even a mongoose. It, it looked like a meerkat to me. They could have just been bullcrapping me. That could have not been Jeff, okay? He never stuck his little and, head and, out. And he on, never talked. on top of that... When he did talk when he was in the box. When when Jeff in front of me. when Jeff leaves the box or when they 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 hurry everybody out, you hear somebody walking away and you see Simon Pegg sort of smile like, "Oh, okay." Basically, there was somebody in the box pretending to be Jeff, and when everybody is shooed away, you hear some sort of latch opening, and then you hear like footsteps like behind a wall. I, I, I don't know if you picked that. They up. were bullcrapping me. Jeff was, it was never one he was, real. It was one he was just talking with the with the uh, the man, the man, the groundskeeper, or whatever his name was. Jeff was never real, was he? Errol, yes, Errol. I'm I'm going to admit that I may have fallen asleep during parts <laughs> of this. Am I the only one who stayed awake for the whole thing? I think so. I'm, I stayed awake I saw, too. I saw ninety seven percent of this film though. I did see 97% of this film, but I was in and out. And I think at one point you turned to me, you were like, are you sleeping? And I was like, no, I'm awake. I was No, wrong. you dreamt that because I actually never turned to you and oh, asked if you were. No. Maybe I did. I yeah. thought you turned to me and you were like, are you sleeping? No, I never once turned to you. I was, uh, I, you know what? I didn't hear because I didn't hear you. Usually when did you fall. Did Jeff put that in my head? Maybe. <laughs> did he, did he tell you about the hopelessness of life and existence? <laughs> Jeff was talking to your mommy. <laughs> Jeff was calling. Gigi. Gigi, what about you? What did you think of the film? Be honest. <laughs> so I sat down to watch this film, and I was like, this is an hour and a half, so I can do this. And then I watched further into the movie. And at the beginning of all movies, it has to capture my attention. Otherwise, I'm like, this kind of sucks. And this never captured my attention, so I just closed my eyes and fell asleep for, like, an hour of this movie. Wow. Like, I'm not even 
playing around. I think I was awake for the first half hour, and then I was done. I don't even know what you guys are talking about, like, with this box. <laughs> I remember because at one point you were like, well, how did he wind up in jail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, he was in jail, and I was like, what the hell happened? It was like a time skip. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, but this movie was very you, uninteresting. You didn't miss me. anything, G. Yeah. Well, you missed Jeff's creepy voice, but you could probably YouTube that. I did hear at the end, and I did hear at like the beginning when they do make it to the island. I made it in that far. He he did sound creepy. What? I was saying, I was I was saying. What could have made this film better? I think that if maybe instead of being like a little weird attraction they have Jeff is like a little myth they have and he goes to investigate it and then he hears Jeff like whispering in his ear to kill people and it makes him insane I think that'd be more interesting yeah they could have I would have loved that if like it just became like some crazy and just bloody mass murdering cult movie where like the island is just like Jeff worshippers Jeff worshippers he he like he, he ends up going to that cave and they're all like dancing naked around a tree stump with like Jeff standing in the middle <laughs> or sitting yeah. on a throne of skulls. They're sacrificing <laughs> someone to them. Yeah. It have to be like a large paper mache Jeff in the middle and everybody <laughs> like at the end of Hereditary. Yeah. Jeff instead hail of Paymon. Jeff. Hail Jeff. That would have been great. Would have been. But whatever. This, this ain't that kind of movie. <laughs> it did have great production values. It it really did. The I mean, it looked wonderful. It looked gorgeous. And from, it was a little dark for my taste. Like I would have liked. Like everything seemed dark except when you go to the Isle of Man where you're outside and it's light. But like in the beginning, when Simon Pegg's character is talking to Christopher Lloyd, like that whole sequence in the beginning, and even that, before that, that in the bar in the booth. I, didn't, talking, I, didn't, I felt I didn't, like it was too dark. I didn't and then think that was dark. That, I thought that I thought everything was shot and, and lit nicely. I even, but even before, no, it was shot and lit nicely, but it was still dark. Yeah, like I, even I, in the beginning when he's when the Simon Pegg characters like being interviewed. No, I I could see that, but and uh, I would have liked for him because like in the beginning, like I was intrigued because in the beginning when he's being interviewed, he's like, "Well, I see this old man in the corner." And when you see Nandor's point of view, you do see the old man. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been making that face. Yeah. And I think to me anyway, and again, like it doesn't matter. This movie's already been made, it's out. But to me, I think what they should have done is really embrace the whole like supernatural element. And I kinda like the idea of like he goes to the island and he becomes part of like this event where it's like this group of people that are maybe basically brainwashed Jeff followers and he starts I guess devolving into that and being kind of lured into a darkness that propels him to do like unspeakable things maybe that would have been interesting because there was that that, that's that's a whole other movie yeah but it, it was weird because in the beginning it's like, oh, so he's kind of got like this cosmic or paranormal connection where he sees things that other people can't see. But, so if uh, but I think, but I think Jeff, that it should have been Nandor. But I think that was just that was just like a a very literal representation of what he was talking about. I don't think he actually did see an old guy there. I don't think it was Nandor could see ghosts. 
I just think it was he was just explaining it and and the filmmaker decided this oh, is this is what oh, this is sense. what he this is what he's talking about. Right, because then the Christopher Lloyd character is like basically he goes through that whole spiel like about Houdini. Yeah, and, Houdini and, and I think wanted to believe. And I think that's what Nandor's thing is. He desperately he's wants he's a, to be he's proven. he's he's debunking all this stuff. He's a skeptic. But he would really like it to be true. He really wanted to see Jeff. Mm-hmm. He wanted Jeff to be real. But in his mind, he knows it's just not. Well, how does he explain the scratches on his wrist? I'm sure so he'll come, that, I'm sure I mean, he'll come up with like, some explanation. But it seemed like in that moment, like it was almost like a relief. It was like, oh, this is happening. That's the impression I got from that scene. Possibly. But for something like that, it could have been anything. And plus, it didn't look like animal scratches. It didn't look like someone smeared no. ketchup like, on look, his arm. It looked like fingernails. Scratches are you've you've been scratched by a cat. You know, you've definitely been scratched by a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like what was on his wrist. And right. and mongoose, they don't have like fingernails. They got little claws. claws. So I mean, you could just pass it off. But yeah, I think he wanted to believe it. Yeah. But, he desperately wanted there to be something. Yeah. But then how do you explain the whole story about how after Houdini passes, like the wife got the message from the medium? That's just the story. But don't you also think that part of the story is that there is like a sliver of truth in these stories? Well, maybe in the movie, but I, I heard that Houdini story too. And, and the one that I heard was that she never got her. She never heard the, the code word or whatever it was. I what think was the code word? Only she knew. That was the whole point of it. Don't tell anybody. This way the psychic could tell you. Bosco. <laughs> Wasn't that George's passport? <laughs> yeah. Bosco. <laughs> he killed my mother. Anyway. I don't know how to feel about this movie. I, I, I really wanted to like it more. It was just, eh. I mean, the, the thing that's going to propel it more in my mind, I think, is the production values. Like for a, a film with a very weak script. I mean, all the production values in the world aren't going to make up for it. Are not going to make up for a very... We've seen plenty of movies that are gorgeous, beautiful movies. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just stink. Script, yeah. Remember Jupiter Ascending? Oh. It's a beautiful looking beautiful movie. Beautiful looking, but it's but, just trash. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Or our favorite, Babylon AD. That didn't even look nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, at the end, right? Remember at the end, we're like, they just lost the budget. Yeah. (laughs) They had to like cut out like half a scene. So they just blew up like a a quarter of the, of the film stock and everything was hyper blurry. (laughs) Yeah. I really wish they had leaned in into more of the supernatural element. And I just, I mean, it's PG 13, so it's not really for little children, but even my preteen and my teen teen just couldn't give a crap mm. about this film. And if you if if you were incapable of leaning into the horror, then there's the whole comedy side that allegedly this film is, and it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny at all. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got Simon Pegg in it. He's he's great in comedies. This was not funny in the slightest. No, this was just sort of like almost sad. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Well, the one thing that stuck to me was when I think, uh, and then again, is it really Jeff or is this all playing in Nandor's head, right? For, the whole for thing me, about- Jeff just like basically told me all that my life is worthless. And like, 
like, my life is worthless, and I'm not going to accomplish anything great. Stop it. I'll beat the shit out of Jeff. I'll say that to you. It's Jeff. Jeff. That's, Je- that's Jeff's worldview, yeah. There's nothing. Jeff, uh, he, he sees the world like that. There is nothing. Nihilism. <laughs> All right, what, what, what do you give this? I, I'm tired of talking about it. You go first. I give this a four. You gave El Conde a four, too. Yeah, this is a dud. This is a dud week. Two, two duds. Did you like one more than the other? If you had to, if sit I had to sit one. through one, I'd probably watch El Conde again. That was fun. I like that movie. Mm. Gee, what'd you think? One to ten. Mm, I'll give it a three. Three. Another Olive J. One to ten. Yeah. What? Uh, give this like a two. A two. Yeah, I complete the cycle. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a one. You have to. No. Uh, I neither hated nor loved this film, so I'm going to give this a five. And I'm giving it a five because this film provided jobs, and it looked pretty, and it had... It looked like it was crowdfunded. They had a whole little thing at the end where they showed everybody's name while the actors cursed out the director. Yeah, that was fun. That was more fun than the actual film. Yeah, there's your comedy. There you go. Um, and I think this let this let this be let this film be a cautionary tale about how important writers are. Yeah. To the filmmaking process. <laughs> I'm glad that the union finally got a. Is it tentative or is it? No, it's done. It's a done deal. Yeah. Congrats Hats to the writers. Hats off to the writers. For fighting the good fight. Five freaking months. Shouldn't have gone on this long. Shame on all the studios. I think the actors are still on strike, though. The actors are still on strike. And I think the automotive workers now are going on strike, no? They are on strike, if I'm correct. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. I'm a little disappointed with the amount of people that were in it. I would have expected something a little bit more meaty. I'm sad that the whole Jeff angle was sort of wasted. I would have liked to have seen more of that. More good, good Gaiman. job by Neil Gaiman. That's yeah, the only thing I could say. Voice actor, but did a really good did job really good here. Job. And uh, everything else stunk. I don't know about stunk. <laughs> it just wasn't great, and it wasn't. It was, well, all right, it wasn't great. It didn't stink. It didn't it was stink, just but it didn't interesting. Stink not either. Interesting at all. Yeah. So it has a faint bit of stink attached to it. <laughs> Like one stink line instead of three. All right, all right. So this, uh, in the month of October, this was not a good pick. No. We probably should have watched Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer. See, that's what I really wanted to watch with these kids, but everybody was in a rush and everybody wanted to see something short. So. This is what we got. This is what you get. Taste makes waste. (laughs) Cheap as deer. The trash belongs in the trash can. Okay. (laughs) What? Where did that come from? All right. So our advice is probably skip skip it. it. Yeah. Definitely skip it. Yeah. There's there's better things to watch. This is not one of them. And that's it from us. And we will bid you all good night. Good night. (laughs) 
Oh, oops. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> the disinterest is just palpable. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>